0: The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Michter's American Whiskies and by 291 Colorado Whiskey.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Fred Minnick Show. I'm Fred. It is 2021. We're well into it. It's March and we're celebrating Women's History Month. I want to start off by saying I appreciate my producer, Pamela Fur. She's been with me through thick and thin. She's a COVID survivor. We've known each other for a long time. Actually, I met her when I first came back from Iraq. She interviewed me back when she was a reporter in Springfield, Illinois, of all places. How are you, Pamela? Happy Women's History Month. Well,
0: thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Fred. <laughs> I appreciate
1: it. Now, listen, Pamela and I go way back, and she's got more dirt on me than anybody uh, in the in this kind of podca- podcast radio business world and she also puts on a festival in nashville um, that i think everybody needs to keep an eye out for or an ear for i'll be telling you more about that as we get into the fall now the guest this week is parker gray she is a rising star in the country music scene she is not signed she is an independent artist And what I wanted to do this week is I wanted to bring someone to the table that has, you know, is not known, is not signed, doesn't have, um, you know, a lot of songs out there. She's got two songs out, and I'm telling you all, please, please, please go download those, go listen to them on Spotify or however you get your music. Her name is Parker Gray. It's spelled G-R-A-Y-E. Her songs are do-over and before you leave. I'm telling you, she's the next best thing coming out of Canada. You are going to love this interview. And also, I tell you what, she's got a great palate. So enjoy this interview. But first, a word from our sponsors.
0: 291 Colorado Whiskey aims to create a -a one-of-a-kind, bold, and beautiful Colorado whiskey. Rugged, refined, rebellious. Distillery 291 is an award-winning small-batch whiskey distillery located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak. Owner and founding distiller Michael Myers grew up on family farms in Georgia and Tennessee across a countryside defined by rolling hills, horses, and whiskey. He set out to create a flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West, a cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey, and the bartender slamming down a bottle, a bottle of 291 Colorado whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291ColoradoWhiskey.com, Write it like you stole it, drink it like you own it, live fast.
2: For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to michters.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Mictors Distillery, it's all about the whiskey.
1: And joining the uh, Fred Minnick Show, our third female Canadian country music singer, and that's Parker Gray, a rising star who just had her very first uh, uh, single come out late last year how are you doing Parker I'm doing absolutely
3: fantastic how are you
1: well it is a privilege to have you on uh, I reached out to some friends that said I want to find a rising star in uh, a female vocalist that uh, is just someone that you believe in that and has just got something out and it is it is, is a firecracker and, <laughs> and 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 I had two people come back to me oh man you, you got to meet parker you got to meet her so i mean the word <laughs> is, the word is out on the street about you uh so how are you you're
3: i'm i'm so good honestly like it's a sunny day here in vancouver bc which is kind of unusual so i'm extra good the vitamin d is high today we mm-hmm. are we are on one
1: and and you are you are a crossfit like, like champion or worker out or right? <laughs> like, what what, what, what do I call? I, I don't know what to call you. Like, what do you call CrossFit people? Like the, we call
3: them, I, don't know, I guess we call them athletes. Like we're all CrossFit athletes, okay. but I've been, I've been coaching for about seven years and I've been doing it for about eight or nine. So I've been in the community here in Vancouver for forever. And it's such an integral part of like, my life and my mental health and mm. community and friends and yeah i love it see so much. all
1: all the crossfit people i know are badasses you know so they're like you know yeah i'm i'm, I'm pushing a, a big giant uh, tractor tire over here and you know <laughs> yeah, i
3: got like 11 plates on the bar yeah i've I'm, been I'm, I'm working
1: out bro you know you know <laughs> so actually they're they're all very good people and uh they are you know
3: generally speaking
1: and I, I was in the military and all, all the workout stuff that you all do re- really reminds me of just like a, a day of hell in, in the military. So
3: Well, because that's what it was, it started as like Navy SEAL training. And then they're like, can this be adapted to be more for like general population and regular health? And that's mm-hmm. kind of how it evolved, which is pretty fascinating and makes sense. I mean, not all the workouts are like, it's so funny. Cause people will be like, I need to get fit to go to CrossFit. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like 90% of the clients in the gym are like moms and dads that are like, I just want to be able to play baseball with my kids. Like none of like the the general population isn't walking around with a 37 pack and like flexing on them all the time. Like wait, wait,
1: wait, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's a 37 pack? I'm, I'm not even, I know about the eight pack and the 12 pack and the six pack, but what the hell's a 37 pack?
3: Well, it's,
1: yeah, it's- Is that, is that in yeah. here? is it is it like the ab area? Yeah,
3: it's like it's like here and then the like the the like chiseled quad knee. You know, like they've got all like their their faces chiseled. All like right,
1: now now I'm feeling all insecure because I mean, I have <laughs> I have a one pack and, you know, it is, it's okay. It's more like a spare tire. But listen. Got it. I also I easy. I also drink for a living. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like I should get some some slack here. On, on you do no
3: now. one's no one's coming down on you and don't let people come down on you for that
1: all right I'll tell my doctor you can the send next them- i'll tell my doctor next time Parker says don't come <laughs> down on me that's mean
3: no okay also don't put that on me <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're also you're also in PR tell us about what you I do am. in PR
3: Yeah. So, um, until I don't have to anymore, I do public relations to make little silver coins, um, mostly in the plant-based health and wellness nutrition space. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in the industry for about nine years, seven years, no eight years. And, uh, I just kind of, I love people and I love building relationships and I love building connections and, and I've been so fortunate to work with some incredible athletes and, Influencers and celebrities and mm. and it's really helped me also in like the country music space connecting and I was pretty dedicated at my last um, My last occupation where I was trying to seed as much product to Musicians as possible so that when they're on tour, they're not eating complete garbage so that was a big mission for me and for my fellow musicians and yeah, it's it's super cool I just like I love people and I love connecting and And connecting the dots for people and it's pr is just so i don't know i just get energy out of it which is sweet and it and it transfers well to doing music
1: right on well as a longtime journalist which i don't know really i don't know i'm not really a journalist anymore but you know you know there was a time i was a pretty hardcore journalist in like um I'm more of a doing more like personality things. And this is mm-hmm. th- this by no means is a journalistic show. This is me having fun with people and sipping good stuff and learning about them. This is, this is more of a kind of interaction, uh, because I too, like I love people and this has yeah. been, this is kind of like my experience with people. But, yeah. uh, you know, once upon a time, you know, I was, a like a real, like, investigative kind of journalist and, you know, PR people and and journalists, you know, butt heads sometimes, you know, it happens. It happens from time to time.
3: I see. I find journalism way more high stakes. Like I feel like you have so much more pressure in journalism and especially like, like, I don't know how you do what you do interviewing people. And I know for you, it's probably just like general conversation, but like when I'm watching interviews, I'm always fascinated by, people's ability to listen so fast and like pick up on little things and then divulge another question or go down a different lane. Like Hmm. that is such an art to me. And I have no idea how people do it.
1: Well, mostly I put bourbon in people's bellies and they just open up, you know, so it's like, uh,
3: same, same
1: things happen. Things happen. You know, you got, you're, you're putting plant-based burritos in folks and they're getting happy. And then I, you know, follow up with the bourbon also plant-based by the way, you know, bourbon is technically vegan. It is. I think, I mean, there's no cow, there's no, like, wait, so I know there's a port, there's certain levels of veganism that like, if, if like, you know, animal, uh, fertilizer is used in the development of a crop, Mm -hmm. then it's not technically vegan. Is that right?
3: Yeah. There's different, there's different certifications and based off of like, it's the same thing with like, gluten free and and mm. people that are like non-gmo like it all has their like threads of certain things that um, classify it to be vegan I mean like I'm not vegan by any means and I've worked in that industry for so long and I think that there's like pros and cons to everything and not everything that's vegan is healthy
1: yeah yeah my wife, it. my my wife's uh, in, in medicine and she's always pointing out like how, uh, too much soy will really throw off uh, hormonal balances mm-hmm. and and like soy is like a, a base in, in, in a lot of vegan yep. ways but yep. l- listen fry me up some tofu and you'll never <sighs> see me happier you know crispy
3: tofu gets me just gets me going and mm. then throw some chipotle mayo with that Oh, I Good
1: mean night. just just hearing you talk about that like it's going straight to my hips like I can feel the <laughs> I can feel the fattiness just developing around my uh what are my, feel, one of my thirty-seven uh things? <clears throat> <laughs> yep. <Yeah. sighs>
3: See, that's how I feel about cupcakes though. Like I'm a sucker for sweets. Like I love treats. Like Ooh. love treats. Like I was listening to um your episode with Lindsay L and you were talking about you like, do you like pie crust? And then you're talking about like do you like it with the crust on top? Or like <laughs> just open like a, like a pumpkin pie. And I was like, I literally, I kid you not. I was leaving the grocery store when I was listening to this and I turned around and went and bought pie because you got it. (laughs) So in my head, I was like, okay, well now I need, now I need pie.
1: Oh, I love that. I'm just a
3: sucker for treats. Well,
1: I, I love that. And I love that you talked about Lindsay. Lindsay is a dear friend. She was the first guest on the show. And and, you know, I, I got to have I have to say that, you know, she's she is a leader in Canadian country music, too. Like you've got to you got to look I, at her like be so proud of her.
3: I adore her. Like her last record blew my friggin mind. And like she's just so talented. She's so talented. It's insane. And it's so cool to see someone like her from Canada doing so well in yeah. both Canada and the U.S. Like she's just unreal.
1: Lover. of course my guest today is parker gray uh she's got two singles out do over uh-huh. and uh before you leave now we've got some things to drink here but i was wanting was wanting to get your uh get your feels on uh on 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 both songs like um, this yeah. th- these are your first so these are like your your first babies and you know <sighs> you're you're getting introduced to people right now and I saw you're really breaking big time on Spotify in Canada, and people are starting to download you in the United States. So, tell us all about uh, your two singles that are in all kinds of people's earballs right now.
3: Yeah. So, I actually started in the pop world. Um, and in that time, I met a guy named John Strandell, who actually produced both of those singles. And he encouraged me. Mm-hmm to write. And this was in 2017. This was back when like Skype writing wasn't really as prevalent as it is now. And um, I'd been doing these things on Instagram where like I was awful at committing to lyrics. And so I would post these lyrics on my Instagram stories and set a timer to kind of like get myself to work faster and in that time i'd post it and then i'd see what people how people would respond so if someone's like oh my god that kills my heart i'd like save it into a file and be like sweet that hurt someone that made them feel something let's go back to that and then john strandell messaged me and was like hey we should co-write sometime and we did a skype write on in like november of 2017 and he was like, "What was that thing about do-over?" And I was going through such a shitty relationship. Sorry for my French; I probably shouldn't swear. So awful. Um, and
1: uh, so, all right. So your your uh, so let me paint the scene here, everybody. Country a uh, country music influence being you know be the origins from a shitty relationship. That's breaking news.
3: I know, right? It's <laughs> it's earth shattering content. It's like. I am, I am truly a trailblazer. It, it's but it's
1: amazing. That. It's amazing though, like how like it does it actually does not matter the genre. It can be rock, totally. It can, it can be anything, but you come out of like uh like I remember when I was dumped at nineteen. I mean, it was just like the 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 pit of the world was like sagging below me. Well, this you know? This is it.
3: And I'm such an emotional creature that I like to put things on social media because I think it makes me like process it better. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And the, the concept was do over. And John was like, Can we like can we do something with that thing? And it and at the time it was like the relationship could have been so unreal. And I saw all this potential, which is generally a red flag, I guess, apparently, people say. Um and I just wanted a do-over and yeah. it's like when you were the way I explained it to John was like it's like when you're a kid and you're playing hide-and-seek and somebody finds you too fast and you're like do-over do-over I want to do over
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: and I wanted that childlike concept to apply to like an adult scenario and That was do-over and we wrote it very specifically to what I was going through at that time and and it evolved and then before you leave came which i ended up writing six months before the breakup which so they're kind of a saga and there's another song coming hint hint nudge nudge and um they're all about the same guy and this like wild relationship that was just filled and littered with like deceit and dishonesty and all i wanted was that relationship to work so bad i remember like just going through it and being like, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. He just needs time. It just needs to be this. And mm. it ended not great. And But I have these songs and it has kind of like, do-over was the catalyst to me really diving into what I love most, which is storytelling and songwriting. And I grew up on country music, so it I should have just done that to begin with. But I think where I was in life, I was really, was really just passionate about pop music and and now what's amazing is i'm just taking those two worlds and jamming them together and making these song babies that people hopefully feel things from
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and you know i've listened to both of them repeatedly so i'm i'm at least i'm good for at least um uh like two hours of streaming for you here in the in kentucky (laughs) So, uh, you know, I mean, everybody needs to like just press pause on this podcast right now and go listen to him. So let's let's do this. Let's get her numbers up in the States, because all of that matters for uh, like an artist that is, you know, are you signed? You're not signed yet, right? No, not so, signed. So as an unsigned artist, I cannot I, unsigned artists need people downloading downloading listening listening sharing sharing yeah. sharing so i encourage everybody listening to you to this right now uh wherever you are just stop what you're doing and go check out uh, you know parker gray oh. that will that will help get the the downloads going and um now i think it's um i think it's time to to sip some bourbon now you being in canada makes things very very difficult for me to get you <laughs> bourbon your country hates every law in the world that makes perfectly good sense for shipping alcohol so full disclosure everybody uh parker is my first guest that had to go and buy her own <laughs> alcohol. so uh, it's so, okay. I, so i'm sorry
3: well, no, you know what? First off, I want to thank you for giving me that incredible shout out because to your point, it's a numbers game and I do everything myself, all my own PR, all my own social, everything. And 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 I think sometimes we forget that streaming and comments and likes and sharing is a currency.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And for us as indies, it's insane how much value that brings. So thank you so much. I appreciate
1: that. Yeah, and again, everybody go check it out. And that won't be the last time I mention it here on the Fred Billick Show. <laughs> brought to you by you know we don't have a fill-in sponsor there but if you'd like to become Forever. a sponsor for that fill in there
3: by canadian <laughs>
1: <laughs> by canada where our alcohol laws suck and you can better believe we will tax your ass on it thank you very much yeah okay. true they, they love their taxes in canada thank so we are do. going we are going so what i said what what you bought uh, I looked. You sent me a link to a liquor store. All right, here's some uh, stuff that we have. And admittedly, they had some really nice things in there, but I mean, they were really expensive, and I didn't want well, to. Well, what's
3: it. wild is that's like one of our better liquor stores, and like, cause we're we're government owned, generally speaking. So we have mm-hmm. the BCL. And I was like, well, at least I can give him one place that might actually have something that he wants.
1: Right. Well, they had a great selection. Uh, But when I saw when I saw, uh, I don't remember what it was, but there was something there was like for 250 bucks and, you know, in in U.S. dollars. I was like, fuck that. Yeah. (laughs) So we're drinking Maker's Mark. Bullet. Oh, let's go, baby. And then we're going to go ahead and take a ride on down to Jamaica and have some Appleton.
3: Why is mm-hmm. yours different than mine?
1: Ooh, show me yours. Are right, put it up closer there. Um, so this I can- is all
3: they had.
1: Okay, so I think, I think, I think it's. I can't really. I don't. I think that's a blend. It's
3: yeah.
0: a. Uh, Does it say
1: blend on there? It looks like specialized.
3: Signature single estate Jamaican oh. run.
1: So it's not There's- a. It's not a blend. Um, mm-hmm. but oh yeah, no, yes. Well, our
3: signature
1: blend. Okay, yeah. So then it's just different labeling for Canada, then.
3: Yeah, we have all the different things yeah. that you can't so, can
1: say. There we go. So we just same have same. we just have different packaging. Same it's stuff. In the
3: Canadian version? Mm.
1: But you know what? I I do love I do love me some Canada. Now I I almost got uh, I got detained in Canada. So that, that's a true true story. I, I got detained there uh, when I was on my way to like a whiskey show and um I, I i don't know why but i i always assumed it was because of my military background and my record and and because i was connected to the alcohol industry you know so
3: that's such a that's bananas yeah i mean to be honest i got pulled aside at the airport because i had a food scale in my luggage but that was because i was weighing my food before a competition and they really thought i was smuggling i was
1: Well, I mean, the fact that the guy behind you got busted for 20 pounds of uh, marijuana, just inconsequential. That's that was the thing, though. (laughs) 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 So let's go ahead and start with the um, Maker's Mark. So Maker's Mark is a uh, tried and true Kentucky bourbon um the give you a little history behind this one the the brand the name and the red dripping wax and the kind of like uh hand-torn label uh Mm -hmm. created by you know the co-founder marjorie samuels and she is now in the bourbon hall of fame for her contributions but when this bottle came out it was kind of like it was like there was not a lot of wax used in in whiskey. It was more prevalent in cognac, and no one used red really. Yeah, uh, red was kind of like a staple in places like Armagnac and um, and Calvados, but no right. one no one in bourbon used red wax, and so they used uh, a red dripping wax, and that became their trademark. And so, like Can if I? you if you use that if you start a oh, any kind of alcohol brand today and use a red dripping wax, they will sue you That's trademark. Okay.
3: I have a question. Is Mm -hmm. the, is the wax actually have any, like, obviously probably I'm going to guess no, but like, is there any like legitimacy to like, Oh, if you were to have bottled something yourself and then you waxed the top, does it keep it any better? Like is this like an old thing that was done historically? Like why why the
1: red wax? Yeah, yeah, wax was like a sealant, uh, you know. So if you if you you had like a uh, if you had like a wax seal around something, I mean, it would hold. Uh, That was their that was their best method of getting things to hold. They would put a cork on it and then uh, put a seal on it. But bourbon just didn't really use that. They used more foils. Uh, They used like uh, stamps around them, but the cork. Mm the cork or they would have a cork, uh, or like a screw cap, you know? So it was, uh, it was something that, um, you know, wax has been used in alcohol beverages for a very long time. Right. Just, and then
3: this is again, for my silly lack of knowledge, do they hand dip every single one of these?
1: Every single bottle is hand dipped. A human does it.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so artisan.
1: Yeah. Mm. It, it, it really, it really is. And the, it's, uh, I mean, the bourbon too is like, it's available almost everywhere, but they get all their grains, uh, locally. They have a lo- uh, lo- local water source. Uh, it really, what Maker's Mark does really is amazing because it is a, um,
3: they're really like self sufficient. That's, yeah,
1: yeah, they are. They're, they're self sufficient and they're middle, they're in the middle of nowhere in Loretta, Kentucky. And it's, um, I mean, it's it's a place that's near and dear to my heart. You know, one of my one of my mentors, Bill Samuels Jr., um, you know, is the son of the founders, and uh, just you know, he's he's meant a lot to me personally. And also, I just realized this. I don't know how this bottle came up in my rotation. I actually will be sipping on a very historic bottle. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sipping on the. 84 proof one if you take a look at yours take a look at your bottle take a look and see what it says the alcohol percentage abv
3: mine's a cute 45
1: 45 so mine is 42 percent for uh eight days in 2013 they made uh uh 42 percent alcohol by volume or 84 proof bourbon it was what they called the great deproofing but they were they were in such demand they had to they were trying to decrease the proof to extend you know to get more bottles out yeah but but there was such a a backlash against that there was people came out and said, how dare you change our whiskey what you know i mean they were mad and they were going this was like one of the very first things on social media where people like lost their shit and it was right. it was just it's kind of a case in point of like You know, this brand and bourbon, to an extent, kind of got into the Americana and got into the culture and the mindset of people. It was like it was like new Coke in some ways. And (laughs) and uh, they they switched it back. Uh, So to maker's credit, they switched it back. And we still don't know the full story behind it. It's kind of a sore subject sometimes that. You know they don't ever really want to talk about it. So whenever I bring it up, they're like, "Oh yeah, so you know we switched it back." But hey, how about the uh, the Dallas Cowboys? What's their record now? They're four <laughs> twelve. You know, I mean it's it's kind of funny. But is, it, there it,
3: like, is there like deep Reddit forums about people's like theories around the why?
1: Uh back yeah yeah yeah. There are deep theories around it. So there's uh, there's a lot of people who think it's like a marketing ploy. Uh, but that, that's where people go with it. Usually as it was marketing centric, I really yeah. don't, I really don't think so. I, I think it was legit. And I think that they just listened to their customer base and switched it back. And right. they're just, and they're just like, we, we, we want to move on from that and kind of go on the, you know, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's just keep it moving. Let's just,
3: let's, moving. Let,
1: let's, let's get back to making bourbon and stop talking <laughs> about 2013. So. <laughs> So now I want to take you through my process of how I taste bourbon. First of oh, all, so buckle up. First of all, I'm having so much fun right now hanging out with you. Um, <laughs> I am too. The first thing that we want to do is we want to analyze the color. So when bourbon goes into the barrel, it is as clear as the water from your tap. And when it's in that barrel, it's moving in and out of that wood every single day. So all the color in bourbon is coming from the barrel other types of whiskey they can add coloring to it in bourbon they're not allowed to add any coloring or any flavoring so all all that flavor comes from the grains the yeast the fermentation the distillation and the barrel and to a degree the water so they after after it comes out of the barrel they can add water to it or cut it down to a certain proof Mm. and and uh and so that will have an impact on it as well so to me the color is is the is the look of like like a painting if you will it is um it is a represent representation of the whiskey's time in the barrel and i just i just love looking at it i never
3: i never knew that oh yeah I'm, i'm learning so many things already and i love whiskey um Okay, so so wait a minute. Yours is a bit darker, right? Well,
1: I think I think mine is because the lighting. I can tell oh, you, yeah, you okay, got a maybe. you got a lot of light behind you. I got a lot of light in front of me. So. Right. Okay. And so from there, we kind of swirled around a little bit, just kind of bring it to the nose. And when we bring it to our nose, we want to bring it all around, and smell with our mouths open. By smelling with our mouths open, we can pick up more than just the alcohol fumes.
3: Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so excited. I love learning. So this is like extra fun for me. I'm like a child. It's great.
1: Awesome. By the way, you are over 21, right? Since you, I- brought, up, since you <laughs> brought up the whole you're a child thing, you know, you got to make sure this is legal on the up and up.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm significantly over. We're good. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny.
1: Okay, so now that we smelled a little bit, now we mm-hmm. want to put it on our palate. So you don't want to kick it back. It's not like a fraternity party. You know, you're not here to get hammered. You just want to put a little bit on your tongue and kind of feel it go all around and see how it feels <laughs> on the way down. Here we go. Okay. Oh my, that's quite, you know, this is a standard it's so a standard maker's. Well, mine's not, but this is a standard maker's, and it's quite lovely.
3: So what what are the um what are the like I mean maybe we get into this as we as we go through these, but like what is one of the signature things about makers in terms of like its mm. its taste or its texture or anything like that?
1: Uh. So we. We, we look at like makers as a, a category that in bourbon that we call weeded bourbon. So makers is, um, you know, to be bourbon, it must be made from predominantly corn, at least 51% corn. And then from there they can, they can add uh, other types of grains. Uh, mm-hmm. Makers Mark uh, adds wheat, you know, so they add wheat mm-hmm. as their secondary grain and and so they're kind of in this like little slot of being a weeded bourbon, and Got it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of what they're known for, and they don't make any other any other styles. Now right. the the other one here, Bullet, this is Ugh. a this is a high rye bourbon.
3: This is this is my um, this might be an unpopular. I don't know. People are gonna be like, oh, she thinks she's so hard?" But if I go on a date, I and they order like a beer. I get a double bullet on the rocks.
1: Woo hoo hoo! -hoo. That's my move. So I will tell you this: that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with my wife, is because Uh, she used to order, uh, she'd order makers, uh, with a with a rock, and uh, um, and here's another thing about the packaging. Look at that! I got a cork. You got a screw cap.
3: Yeah, I think my other bottle has a cork.
1: Okay. They're doing, they're doing uh, Canada all wrong up there.
3: Oh, we don't, we don't have any fun up
1: here. <laughs> well, um, you, know, you have, you have plenty of fun. You get to play, you get to, you get to like go to hockey games and play in the snow and like you know. That's
3: true. We get to play in the snow. You
1: get to ice fish. I mean, ice fishing is looks to be like the coolest thing ever for me. My dad,
3: I actually Facetimed my dad yesterday, and he was out ice fishing, and he's like, "Oh, I caught this, this." weird fish and then persist like continued to send pictures of this really weird fish that is apparently like a closer to a minnow nobody gives a shit about it anymore and I was like this is Canada (laughs) my dad's just sitting in a thing and I was telling him about us chatting today and he was like well then I guess I need to go buy some whiskey I was like yeah you should
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's in in celebration here you know we could have had him on he'd like taste along with us from the, I from mean, the he's... uh ice hut.
3: <laughs> Imagine coming in live.
1: Coming in live. The... And look at on look everybody, more. the special Canadian minnow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fish did look pretty sketchy looking. It looked like it had this like weird kind of camo-y pattern on it. Never seen it before.
1: Not oh. fun. Weird.
3: Anyway. Are there
1: nuclear are there nuclear plants near this place?
3: No. <laughs> at least I don't think. Oh, I could just like, you could just bury me in bourbon and bullet and I would be a happy gal.
1: Well, now that I know that we're going to have to find some way to get you some good stuff. Not that this isn't good because this is good, but normally I send my guests some really great stuff. But, you know, again, Canada, just straight. Like, I mean, they would That's put a fine. warrant out. They would put a warrant out for my arrest if I shipped you something. <laughs> But these are two; these are two bourbons that
0: oh, that, it's just,
1: that are available. You know, they're really good, and they're worth every penny. You know,
3: I yeah, I, lo- I just I love it. I don't, and I don't know how I got on it. To be honest with you, like I'd like to think that I was like super cool and I knew all about all the things. I'm a really big mezcal person. Oh, nice! Love mezcal and but my my like close second is always going to be this little angel
1: oh some bullet huh all right so makers didn't cut into a that bullet, at all
3: drinking bullet. did,
1: did, did uh, makers cut into the bullet love at all
3: yeah it did actually i've um i've never had i don't think i've ever really had makers unless it was like at someone's house and i didn't really think about it but drinking it just straight, because I've never had it straight. Like, I actually really enjoy it. Like, I think I would sip this slower than I would bullet.
1: Mm. Is that a compliment? Yeah. Okay.
3: It's a big compliment. You might have just given this guy some competition, honestly. Uh
1: Uh-oh.
0: Better watch
1: out. Come to to you live, ladies and gentlemen. The Parker Gray taste of bullet versus maker's mark who's gonna win
3: who will win finish him <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right um, as as we go we switch genres here we're gonna go to the rum now are you are you working on any new music you got any you know eps going you know you i have on?
3: um i'm i just had a song come out of mastering hey look it this one's got a
1: You got a cork and I don't. What's
3: up? Um, Yeah, I just had a song come out of Mastering, and it is the last song of the trilogy of my relationship saga, and it's very heartbreaking. It's very raw, and it's very close to my heart. It's a song that I had no intention of releasing Mm -hmm. because it just really does tell the full story of where I landed, when everything went to hell in a handbasket and i'm so excited to release it It, i did a showcase in march of last year before the pandemic really popped off the pandy handy and uh wait what i call it Pandy, and everybody thinks it's hilarious the pandy handy yeah whatever i don't know it kind of just slipped anyways moving on um it's a great (laughs) it's a really great song it's really sad um and that that's gonna be next and then while that's kind of going out and I'm pushing that around uh, I'm in the process of planning the EP so lots of great stuff coming and it's super exciting and I just I love writing songs and I love writing songs mm-hmm. for other people and I just love I just love what I do I'm so lucky
1: now you know in this in this world everyone eventually moves to Nashville is there any plans oh, for that
3: I would love to yeah. Somebody get me to Nashville either. I need to either find like a really hunky cowboy musician who's got his life together. Just a little bit. Because none of the men here have their lives together, apparently. Or somebody signs me. <laughs> and it's like, you need to move here. And I'm like, oh, shock. Sign. Oh, no.
1: You know? Well, I I do know a lot of people listen to the show, uh, who are in the music biz, and I and uh, you know I, I don't know how people make those decisions. Neither do I. But, but I will tell you, like your personality just fits. It <laughs> checks all the marks, you know. And it's like I'd almost be like, can you write a song that's funny because your personality is so funny? Like I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying?
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I am one of those people that walks around my house and is like, I'm going to make some chicken and potatoes, chicken and potatoes. Like I always do stupid songs and never, and I never sing well when I do them and everyone's like, what if you just like, you could be the next Lonely Island. Do you remember them? No. They were like, they were a twosome that they like made really like jokesy songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe that's my like side hustle once I make it. You know."
1: <laughs> I, I well and I also know like in the in the twenties they you know there were songs uh, uh, like talking about baking chicken you know and there's like you know it's right on my land. Land. you know I just like there's just, like there was a time when our music revolved around cooking dinner so hey I mean maybe. I'm just saying maybe that's the lane but I do I do think that you know when you're talking when you're singing about cooking dinner. I think it might be a conflict of interest for the thirty-seven AB Club in, uh, in CrossFit. You know, I mean, I think you might need to come on over to my side a little bit, where what you know that? the lipid, the the lipid people, and uh, you know, you may, I, I, you know, if you're singing about food a lot, inevitable, you're gonna be bringing in pancakes and maple syrup and uh, fried chicken and see, all kinds of good here's, stuff.
3: Here's the thing, I have no willpower and I'm a sucker for food like I don't have an off switch like last night I went on a date and we had two pizzas and he was like I've never seen someone eat so much in my life and I'm like <laughs> I don't know if that's compliment or and there was like three that's pieces awesome. left I'm like are you gonna finish it
1: it's like it, it, are you gonna drink that too I mean you know
3: I was like are you gonna leave is one of those for me or are you gonna eat both because I'd really <laughs> love it. at least one
1: and and then did you follow up? And do you plan to be moving to Nashville later? Because...
3: <laughs> no, we're not there yet. I don't think I'm not. No. So moved, no.
1: Yeah. I I know a lot of the songwriting co- groups that they all kind of like get together and they all work together and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I it is fascinating to me the Nashville songwriting community. Like mm-hmm. they have they have like this, like uh, five people write a song. I'm like, I write books and I, I would never let anybody else like get like, in, in that space of my head to, uh, in the book. And I'm like, how do you yeah. all do that? They're just like, well, you know, we're just all friends. And I mean, it's yeah. the most it's the most collegial community I have ever seen yeah. in my life, you know? See,
3: I couldn't do, well, I mean, I could do it, but I I don't like, like even four people in a session is a lot for me. Like normally my sessions are three, um, but generally it's two to three for me. I don't like writing on my own. So I like, I'm useless. I just, my ADHD kicks in and I'm like, oh look, that looks like a good snack. And then <laughs> I go eat food. But I like, so I also just truly believe that writing with other people just provides a more universal perspective to whatever you're writing about, because sure. if you're only looking through your lens, I'm sure it's still quite relatable, but if, if someone else can say something differently or better, like why not? And I, yeah, I can't imagine not co-writing. Like I, I, don't, I just don't know. Like there's people who I work with who love writing on their own. And I'm like, I don't know how you do it. Like it blows my mind, blows my mind.
1: Well, I, I, I am excited to be talking to you oh. just in general about your career. Cause the, 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 the enthusiasm that I have for you, I'm like, ooh, maybe she might get discovered by someone and they're gonna say, like, oh, I heard you on Fred's show. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's that's like,
3: like
1: and
0: I'll be
3: winning a Grammy and I'll be like, I just wanna thank Fred for making this all happen for me.
1: Now now let's go drink some bourbon,
3: everybody. <laughs> Love you it. You know what, actually, I'll I'll make you if it happens. And I win a Grammy one day, I owe you a shout
1: out. Not at all, not at all. But no,
3: that's where we're going. This,
1: this is this is my privilege to do this. I will say this: my show is very good luck. People have came on my show and gotten in the NFL Hall of Fame. They've won Super Bowls. They've been uh, they've been uh, finalists for Grammys. I mean, those are coming Woo! up, you know. So I mean, I've I've got some. Uh... You got some clout. You got some good
3: juju going on there. I was on Clubhouse the other night, and we were sharing wins.
1: Okay, and... I still can't get Clubhouse. Like, I'm like, it's like, I, I'm I'm struggling. Why? What is your problem? Well, it... What do you need help with? Well, the whole thing about Clubhouse is, like, everyone's on there, and everybody wants me on there, and... Yeah, because you'd be fantastic. Well, it, it, then it's just like, you know, do I sit and talk? Like, I hate sitting and talking. Like, I... It's it's just like a conference call. Like I have to be moving or looking into a camera and talking. Like it's like to me, it it is. I struggle with it. I struggle because.
3: Yeah, but you. Oh, I don't know. You'd just be so good. You would be so good on it.
1: Like what do I do? Like just, you just you
3: just do this.
1: Just blah blah blah.
3: It just.
1: I mean, people. <laughs> I mean, I get people who listen to it on the podcast <laughs> forum because they, they, like, download it and they, they get it at their, you know, I don't know.
3: Yeah, but you know what, Kate? Okay, we have we have a Good Night Nashville group.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You should come hang out. I mean, I told – I was we were sharing wins, and I was like, I'm going to be on Fred's show. And everyone was, like, clapping, but they just flashed their mics because that's what you do. And everyone was really stoked about you. So I think that there's, like, give the people what they want. I think you're just, you're I, just I, not giving us.
1: I got on there. Got. I got on the other day and it was like talking and then I got off of it and I just like, I just did 30 minutes of talking and you know, now I want some Doritos, you know,
3: you can do, but you know, here's what's great about that. You can eat Doritos as you do it.
1: Really? So people will go th- like listen through the crunch. Like, yeah. you can.
3: <laughs> it can be ASMR with Fred Minnick.
1: Like, Uh, all right you're gonna have to you're gonna we're gonna have to continue this i have to get you on the rum now because this is i'm sorry you you bourbon is your is is what you cheat on mezcal with rum is my like you know is my second fiance and like i love rum
3: see i've never been a rum person so the second you made me buy this i said I don't know what this guy's thinking, but he's, he's on a mission. So I'm mm-hmm. going to trust
1: him. So, uh, first of all, rum is a, is a category that gets abused. Um, it is no longer being held to, it's no longer being held accountable and and being, uh, you know, made in the standards that it was meant intended to be made. It is different in every place in the world and i chose to go with the jamaican rum because jamaican rum is like this is the creme de la creme of like uh you know from like the 1600s 1800s this was considered the greatest spirit in the world during that time frame people love jamaican rum and basically they have um their their fermentation is very it's it is it's a lot of it's open a lot of it's using natural yeast Uh, Mm. but it's it's got jamaica has like a special funk so if you like jamaican jerk spice if you like Mm. clove if you like cardamom you put all those together and it's like who's got the funk Ooh, i got the funk it's like a real funky kind of like you know flavor profile and to be honest with you most people are putting this in cocktails so we're doing this we're doing this neat but this adds like a real beautiful flavor in a cocktail and i am so excited to taste this with you with you. Now, first of all, rum must be made from sugarcane. Uh, mm-hmm. Rum rum is uh, is a sugarcane based uh, spirit. And the majority of it is made, not sugar, but sugarcane. So it's made by, mm-hmm. usually, most of it's the base is molasses. And molasses is the byproduct of making sugar. So right. they make sugar in this kind of black, tarry substance. Uh, Is created and that's molasses It's still got some sweetness to it They put that in a fermenter add some yeast Bubble 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 And then they distill that And after After the distillation process A lot of countries like the Dominican Republic And Venezuela will add Sugar to kind of sweeten it up Jamaica outlaws the addition Of sugar uh, And it's basically in a lot of ways A lot like bourbon in that They don't add anything they just basically have like you know water. Mm. But they, their distillation proofs are very different than than bourbon. But fascinating.
3: It, I didn't know go. that. Oh whoa! This is that is so sweet. It smells kind of like a burnt like burnt sugar. Mm. Oh whoa! Wow. Once it settles in your mouth, like it's crazy how how different the profile changes. Yeah. Like it feels way more like sweet.
1: It comes in with that rush of like funk and then the sweet comes in underneath. Yeah, I mean, mm. it, it's beautiful. And this I didn't is expect that. And here's the thing, this is their baseline. Um, Their, their, their higher end stuff is like really exceptional.
3: That's unreal. See, I've always been like, I think being a young teen and probably stealing alcohol from my parents to go have Bush parties. I just have like, (laughs) I just have like horror, like awful memories of like Bacardi. Mm. So I think I just was like very afraid of rum. But this well, is fantastic. Yeah,
1: I mean, usually people have that story for like tequila or gin. Sometimes oh, bourbon. Oh, I really love it. Yeah, I uh, cry on
3: gin, so I try to stay away from that. Y-
1: you what now on gin? I cry. On gin, really? Okay. Yeah, it makes
3: me really sad.
1: Wow. Well, so that's
3: why I stick to tequila or mezcal, and then I'm like.
1: in in bourbon now, like you know, but but listen, I'm a huge tequila fan um uh i love all of it and um but mezcal is like the smokiness is, is fantastic so yeah there's a lot See, of I don't, great cocktails and everything
3: i don't smoke at all and um but i love i love the taste of smokiness in my mouth so i think maybe in a past life i was a chain smoker
1: or maybe you you were very refined and you like to smoke uh, cigars, <laughs> or like you had like you were like a um, a, a navy sea captain, and you had a. Um, you had I don't a know high if you know
3: where I'm from. Refined is a very generous term.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I see it here. Like we're we're going through yeah. the initial stages of like a palate exam, and. <laughs> And you were bringing it, you know? I mean, oh, you, you broke geez, down that you broke down it. that rum like a champ.
3: Strawberry. you just <laughs> bluffing me up. Okay, you know, so
1: cool. putting you on the spot here, what's been well, your favorite oh, yeah. so far?
3: Ooh, out of the three?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do, 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 mm-hmm. do, do. Bum, ba, bump, ba-bump, bump
3: That's so hard. I. Oh, oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this.
1: She's going to. Uh oh. What? Oh! Here she was, an anti rum drinker, and she has chosen Appleton.
3: I'm, I'm actually so shocked because I was very afraid of this. Um, like, I thought I was going to have to go see my therapist about it, you know? I was going to yeah. have to write a song about it. Um,
1: OK, how? Let, 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 I, I got to hear the song now. Like, do you, do you have any, like, initial songwriter thoughts of, like, I was drinking
3: rum. <laughs> me and Fred were drinking rum, and then I thought I was going to die because I, he made me drink rum. And then I didn't die.
1: <laughs> Boom.
3: Because it took me back to being a teenager and drinking Bacardi, which I know is different, but it's not because it's rum.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and the smash hit. The Grammy yeah. goes to... That was awesome.
3: But I thought it was not rum. Um, no, you know what's crazy is... There's something about, and, I, and, and I'm probably wrong in the tasting notes, so please feel free to be like, no, you're incorrect. No, but it but tastes it... kind of like um uh, the top of creme brulee. You know how there's like the- Oh the
1: yeah, pepper? yeah.
3: That's what this kind of, like as it sat in my mouth a bit, I was like, oh, I want creme brulee now. Mm. Which, like, <laughs> That's
1: awesome. which is
3: obviously my problem with treats.
1: Listen, uh, sign me up for creme brulee all day long. That that is actually a note that you know comes up all the time in spirits that are aged in uh, in barrels because that that wood you know puts forth its wood sugars. That extraction is just gorgeous. So I, I think that's great. You've got the palate. It's this isn't yeah. gonna be the this isn't gonna be the last time. And I think I think um, you know you're gonna next time you come on you're gonna be signed. You're gonna uh. prop. You're probably gonna be in Nashville. And you'll have kajillions and kajillions of followers and you will be on everyone's playlist, at least on this, from this show, that you'll be on their playlist. And-
3: well, Fred, that's probably one of the kindest things anybody's ever said to me. And I hope that I can come back to Nash once this pandy's over and we can drink whiskey and we it. can hang out and slap high fives and eat creme brulee and other snacks that we don't want to say no to like Doritos. Doritos. And- You know, I appreciate you. This has been so fun and so
1: the
3: best time ever. And I, 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 I'm, like I said, I love learning and it's so cool to, to get a bit of story behind these things that I drink quite often. And it just makes me appreciate it that much more. And I appreciate you for taking the time to bring little old me on the show and let me be a complete moron and swear. And well, listen,
1: I, I, I swear a lot too. I don't think I sweared a lot on this episode, but listen. Well, I was
3: trying to button it up, but I have a say I,
1: I, I get uh, I get booked for for private events all the time, and uh, I'm known for having a potty mouth by these event bookers, mm-hmm. and they'll say, um, "You need to watch your language with this group." I'm like, w- "Who's hiring the whiskey guy for political correctness?" <laughs> you know, I mean, look, I. I'm, I'm, I'm PC, but I drop, man, I drop more F-bombs and assholes and shits and all that kind of stuff.
3: I was really trying to button it up for you because I also don't want people thinking I'm a complete savage like I am, but, you know.
1: Okay, hey, that's, the, that's the next one. The next episode will be the savagery one. But listen, for now, let's tell everyone where they can find you on the socials, and we need to, we need to get you downloaded here in Kentucky especially and all over the country. But tell people where they can find you on the socials.
3: Yeah, I am on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Parker Gray, G-R-A-Y-E, because everybody kind of messes that one up. Um, Find me, follow me, DM me, tell me what your favorite whiskey is, because that's also something I would love to buy more whiskey and have more in my house. Um, Yeah, follow me, share my music on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon, iTunes, the whole kit and caboodle, all streaming platforms. Um, I appreciate you to the moon and back. This has been absolutely wonderful and such an honor to be on your show among so many other bananas, talented human beings. So thank you so well,
1: much. Well, p- pleasure was mine and the star is rising. Parker Gray, everybody, thank you so much for coming on. Be safe out there and, you know, go ice hut fishing with with your dad and bring, bring some of that Appleton and, uh, you know, go catch some of those cool fish.
3: I will try. Cheers. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, also, uh, vodka, vodka sucks. (laughs) I'm telling you, go check her out. Go listen to Parker Gray's music. Go follow her on all the social medias. And by the way, hit her up as she requested and tell her what your favorite favorite whiskey is. Get a dialogue going and tell her how much you like her music and uh, see, see if maybe she can come perform in your neck of the woods. Musicians, especially at this stage, they need the support of a fan base. Fan bases can help carry musicians through to that next level. And I tell you what, I am a fan of Parker Gray. I've always said on this show... I'm a fanboy when it comes to musicians, and uh, I am so excited to have been able to present Parker Gray here on this show. But that's gonna do it for this week. I've got more great shows coming up. Make sure you're clicking that subscribe button and give us a review while you're at it. That helps us with all the algorithms out there with the social medias and the uh, podcasts and what have you. To be honest with you, if you don't have a review, you don't exist to some algorithms. So give us a review, and I appreciate all the support out there. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. Just look for my name, Fred Minnick. Until next week, cheers. Oh, yeah. Vodka sucks
0: been listening to the fred minnick show brought to you by mictors american whiskeys and by 291 colorado whiskey for more information on fred's books articles and more just go to fredminnick.com